Steve Zakawani was never fun to stick up against. If it wasn't for Zakawani, none of this is possible. It's Steve! It's Steve! <laughs> this is so weird. Steve Zakawani! What's going on, everyone? Steve Zakawani here. We are back for another edition of Winging It with Zakawani. We're coming off an interesting result, I would say. Um, you know, you can look at no wins in four games, but overall, I think you have to be pleased with what you saw from the Sounders away to Minnesota because you go away from home, not every team tries to win the game. The Sounders, they tried to win the game for 75 minutes. I thought the draw was the fair result. The last 15 minutes when the Sounders hit the post twice and had another great chance, um, I believe, from Roman Torres and Kimki. He had a header that was kind of cleared off the line, kind of by Aiko Parra's face or someone's face. I think the Sounders can feel a bit hard done by based on that. So probably was just shading it, deserving three points. But the reality is it's four games without a win. And then coming to town is a Western Conference powerhouse, Houston Dynamo. We'll preview that a little bit. And we'll talk about just how hard the West is. The West is so many good teams. Everyone seems to be having their best season this season. So we'll get into a bit of that. But there's only one place really to begin. And that is with the game at the weekend. It was a reunion with the club legend, the former captain, the, 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 the superstar. The, the, I mean, you can use many names. And I would simply just say the best player not named Obafemi Martins in the Sounders MLS history. And Osvaldo Alonso was always going to be motivated for this game. And I covered the game for the radio during the game. And I felt in the first 45 minutes, he was absolute pure class. I really felt that way. I thought he came out with an agenda to show I still have it. And this is how I play. And I felt I've never seen Minnesota play football in that way. Passing out of the back, one twos, building. It looked a lot like what the Sounders did when Ozzy was here, where everything went through him. And you could see him on the pitch, the view I had. He was dictating the play, deciding when they were going to speed things up and slow things down. Um, he was exceptional, I thought, in the first 45 minutes. I thought the Sounders did a good job eventually of containing what they were trying to do, which was Ozzy receive the ball and then send the right back, Metinier, on the, I think that's his name. Um, he, he was unbelievable. I've, listen, you don't often see Brad Smith and Victor Rodriguez both nullified, but they were very, very pedestrian for the majority of that first half because they had to defend so much. Because the right-hand side for Minnesota, the right-back completely controlled that right-hand side. Um, Ethan Finley would tuck inside, and the right-back, Metané, would just go, 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 and he has a lot of quality. The second half, it was figured out a lot better, and we saw... Smith and Victor Rodriguez get more involved in the game. But the first half, we have to be honest and say that Minnesota in the first 20 minutes on the right-hand side, they came to play. And it was led by our former captain, Osvaldo Alonso. Really, their style, their tempo, um, the way they wanted to play. It was Ozzy. There was one play, I think, Alonso flicked the ball over Christian's head and then dribbled past Andualo Buana, carried the ball 20 yards. Then he set the ball for his midfielder. Um, I think it may have been Greg Goosh, and he completely shanked it and missed the ball and put it wide. But that was just a rollback of the years. As the game went on, Osvaldo definitely slowed down. 
definitely slowed down. Th- that was the 33-year-old Osvaldo Alonso playing. He slowed down, which can happen, which can happen. And then he kind of came back strong in the last 10 minutes or so. The understudy to Aussie when he was here is Christian Rodan, and he keeps coming up big. You know, I, I don't have more words to describe what I think about this player. I think this player is absolutely incredible. I think Seattle was very lucky to have him. When you can draft like that, someone you didn't have to sign, you've groomed in your system, and he's, he's becoming the most influential player, not the best player on the team, but the most influential because of what he brings. He can play multiple positions with no problem. He could, you could tell him, give me a good 20 games at right back, he would do an incredible job. He can play defensive midfield. He can play attacking midfield. He can play right midfield and do a good job in all positions. It's what he brings to the team. He gets stuck into tackles. He, 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 he feeds the ball to the dangerous players, if you will, Nico Ladero, Victor Rodriguez. But he can score. And my challenge to Christian has been eight goals a year, man. Eight goals a year. He has it because not, okay, the strike on Saturday was a great strike. And I asked him after the game, is it the best goal of your career? He goes, you know, it probably has to be at this point. But no, I think he can arrive in the box late. There's a player who played for Man U for many years called Paul Scholes, who had great timing in the box. Another player who we know well, Freddie Lundberg, who made a living just arriving in the box late and getting a lot of tap-ins. And I think Christian Rodon has that timing. He has that nose for goal where... He can make the late run and get into the box, and he's a very good finisher once he gets there. So it was good to see him on the score sheet. I think it's something we can see once every four games or so with Christian Rodin, once every three games. He has the quality to do it. Um, the Sounders, obviously, still missing. Will Bruin and Rui Diaz. Jordan Morris as the lone striker. The jury is still out on that because he's very, very good. Um, I think when he plays with a partner, he prefers to play with a partner. It helps his game a lot more. As the lone striker, the job is tough, but he had his best finish of the season, maybe, apart from the goal in Chicago, and it was called back for offside. It was a fantastic finish into the roof of the net. So I think all those things were positives, trending in the right direction. If you're looking at performance, then you'll say LAFC a couple of weeks back was horrendous, lost 4-1. But since then, San Jose's second half was good. LAFC with 10 men was great. And then on Saturday against Minnesota was also a good performance. It wasn't a bad performance by any stretch of the imagination. But it's a team that hasn't won in four games. How do you fix that? Coming to town is the Houston Dynamo. One of the most dangerous offensive teams. Now, will they be as adventurous away from home? We've seen teams begin to do it. LAFC came here and wanted to play away from home the same way they play at home the Seattle Sounders do not change whether they're home or away they try to play the same way I think Houston is in that same bracket they will try to play the same way they play which means dynamic wing play attacking at all times trying to make things happen I mean it's going to be a tough game but it's the kind of game you need to snap out of a winless streak I believe when you're playing a really good team and you know, if we don't bring it, we're going to lose. And we don't want to lose at home in front of our fans. Then in that scenario, you say, okay, we have to bring it. And Houston should bring out the best version of the Sounders. The one we saw on both sides of the pitch, attacking-wise and defensively, the dynamic team early in the season, I would say. That's who I think Houston Dynamo is going to bring out of the Sounders this weekend. Hopefully I'm right. I could be wrong. 
Stay tuned, much more when we return. And also, we will be giving you the scouting report, the three things you should be looking out for this weekend, Saturday night, as the Seattle Sounders take on the Houston Dynamo. I'm Steve Zakwani. This is Winging It with Zakwani. We'll be right back. Very, very loose from Minnesota as they're playing desperate now. I got 10 seconds left of the four. Another ball given up. This one, Dempsey takes advantage of. Overlapping to Lamb! To Lamb! Of all people, it's Jordan to Lamb! Puts this game out of reach! Jordan to Lamb, it's stopping time! 3 1, game over! Welcome back. I am here. I am joined by my friend Jordi Delem. Jordi, let's talk about Saturday. Good point or bad point? Uh, I will say both. <laughs> <laughs> How? Good point because we were away. Yeah. They have some good you know, opportunities. Also us too. Yeah. We eat the post like twice. We missed some chances, yeah. so we could win too. Four games, no wins, okay? Mm. But I don't feel like anybody is panicking or saying, oh, now we're a bad team. I feel like even though you didn't win in four games, you still think you're a very good team. Is that right? Yeah. Why? Because we know what we can do, of course. Also, Raul, Will, we're 100, so yeah. no properly forward, you know? So it's difficult to score. Now uh, we know what we can do, like I said. So we still have to walk, 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 and be better in the final field. I've been saying for, I don't know, maybe two and a half years, Jordi has to play more. That's, I'm serious. I've been saying that. Um, now you are, you're doing very well. What Thank does Schmidt say to you before the game? What's your role? What's your job? He was like to protect the defense, of course, and like to give Christian more room to go forward. Because he knows when I, I'm playing, I can just sit in front of the defense and like do the job defensively. Mm-hmm. So is that I did. I went some time forward too. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you, yeah. But I'm pretty happy about that. You play the same with Martinique or no? You attack more? Uh, I would say sometimes I attack more. Yeah. yeah, with Martinique. But technically, it's the same. Defend, protect the back. Yeah. You always play that way. Most of the time, yeah. But also with Martinique, sometimes I play central back. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, because unfortunately, every time I go there, our central back gets 100. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm versatile, so I can play there. So yeah, yeah. It's okay. Um, Ozzy, mm. great player, obviously. Yeah. What was it like to play against him? Ozzy, great player. Good, eh? Still good, yeah. Of tell, course. Tell, 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 please, because people don't believe me. Tell, please tell us how. If I say it, they say, "Oh, you're his friend." No, how good is Ozzy? Nah, Ozzy is very, very good. <laughs> Why? What makes him so good? I would say he has everything. Of of course, now maybe less speed because yeah, he yeah. get older. Yeah. But he has a vision. He's aggressive. He can make some good passes, and the number one is uh, leadership, yeah. and you can feel it on the field. Yeah. I mean, he was a little bit weird because that never happened. Yeah. But when you go into the game, you don't think about it. You yeah. just play and what's happened, happened. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Is he the best player you've played with? Uh, with Clint, yeah. Clint, Oba, you played with Oba? No, I didn't. You didn't play with Oba. Clint, Ozzy, that's the two. Yeah. If you had to pick. 
know, I know Ozzy listens, so <laughs> Clint doesn't listen. <laughs> no, if I have to pick, I will pick Ozzy because we are playing the same position. Yeah. He helped me a lot to develop, to get better. He gave me some good advices. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I will. Is there anyone you watch, like, in football, the world, like, you watch, you say, okay, I want to play like that player in your position? Right now? Mm. I think sometimes, like, Fernandinho. Yeah. He does the same job. I would say, before I signed with the first team, mm-hmm. I was playing Sancho back with S2. Ah. I was, like, more into Sergio Ramos. Oh, yeah. He's my yeah. type of player, you know, aggressive, leadership. Yeah. People don't like him. I know, yeah. but me, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and he can score also, so. <laughs> but now, yeah, Fernandinho is pretty good. Yeah. Doing a good job with City. And I like Sergio Busquets too. Yeah, good player. He's a great player, yeah. Who, who are the hard players to stop in MLS? Um, I'll throw some names and you tell me. Carlos Vera. Yeah. He was good, huh? He's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he played in Europe. You can feel the difference. Yeah. He reads the game very well. Yeah. He has a difference sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, he works hard. So he works for his team. Leadership too. So yeah. Valeri. Yeah. He's also good, but I think Vela is better. You take Carlos Vela. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vela is probably the top. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Have you had a chance to play against my new favorite player? He plays for Toronto, Pozuelo. Uh, no, he was I was on the bench, yeah. yeah he's, he's but so, yeah. he's good too. Oh, man, I want you, if you play against him next time, ask him for a shirt for me. Okay. <laughs> and he's playing with both feet, so. Both feet? You don't he even know if he he's left foot. Yeah. Right then he chips with his left foot. Oh, this guy is unbelievable. It's crazy. <laughs> you can't believe it. So. <laughs> but I wanted to see him play with um, Jovinko. Yeah, that would be Jovinko also is. Yeah, Jovinko. He's good, but. Bet. I will put a bet. <laughs> of all the people, Aussie trade jerseys? Yeah. With you. Did you guys talk before the game or did you find him after the game? How did that happen? I mean, when he left, we still stay in touch. So mm-hmm. sometimes we are talking together. He's like coming to ask me some news, mm-hmm. thing like that. So we are very cool. Yeah. And of course, I say, I will want your jersey. <laughs> it's a no problem for sure. I give it to you. So yeah. it was normal to do it. I want you to confirm this. I told you all the time. Ozzy on the pitch, sometimes he looks crazy and strong. Off the pitch, he's not like that, right? He's no. funny and... Funny, very cool. Yeah. Quiet. Pretty quiet, yeah. Yeah. Simple guy. Yeah. Good guy, yeah. Yeah, good. I'm, I mean, I'm glad. People don't believe me when I say that. Yeah. On, you know, on the pitch and out the pitch, most of the players are different. Different, yeah. 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 Um, some of the players you play with now, for example, I want to know, because I trained with the team a bit last year and I couldn't believe how good when I got on the pitch that um, Nico was, for mm. example. Tell us a bit about him because I, I, I think he came and people said, oh, he's amazing and now we're used to it. Yeah. But I think he's still so good. He's still good, but like you say, we're used to it. So, yeah. And now the other team are watching like videos so they know yeah. how to, what he's going to do. And, exactly, but... Yeah. He's still a great player, yeah. running everywhere, wanted the ball every time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what is he like to train against? He's uh, special, yeah. because you never know what he will do. And of course, you have to be careful to don't... Don't foul him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <he's getting> <laughs> <laughs> you won't play on yeah. Sunday. <laughs> don't tackle too, too hard. But 
it's always like that you can like be become a better player mm-hmm. train against guy like that yeah that make you like put your level higher what makes Schmetz a good coach that we don't see like, how is he every day in training in the locker room is trying to talk to everybody often as possible try to tell you what you should uh, improve and uh, of course he say like he has confidence in the whole group he needs everybody so that make him want to be better and he wants to <laughs> he wants everybody become better too yeah 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 um let me ask you before I let you go off the pitch you're from very hot place the island and stuff and then mm. obviously Seattle yeah the sun is here now but most of the year we don't have it mm. how would you like living in Seattle away from the pitch or do you miss home a lot sometimes I mean when it's cold of course I miss home <laughs> because when it's cold here yeah. oh my god not only cold but it's raining yeah. that way they make you like depressed sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but when it's like beautiful like today like right now you know you feel much better yeah yeah so it's normal what about like, the food and stuff like that because you can't you can get some of the stuff from you eat at home uh, yeah you can i think i know the place i don't want to say it, so everyone, yeah, yeah. Every, everyone's gonna go there but yeah. yeah i have some places at least two favorite places yeah. that make me like feel i am home so sometime we are going there with some friends okay to like switch the mind and like feel like home so yeah. that's helped me a lot <laughs> yeah you spend a lot of time off the pitch with Nuhu mm-hmm. the people want to know is he as crazy off the pitch like on the pitch on the <laughs> he's a little bit different but <laughs> <laughs> just say yes I know he is <laughs> he's also crazy off the pitch but not that crazy <laughs> Nah, no, he's special. Yeah. He's a special person, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> it's funny to be with him. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. So, but it's a good experience for me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Lastly, this weekend, big game. Houston's a good team. You have to win. How did you guys get back to three points? Uh, I will say it again. We have to score many goals as we can. Mm-hmm. Try to do defense good try to have a great sheet because we took a goal but you yeah. know and like stay compact together yeah. and I think we'll have either Will or Raul that can help us yeah. but you, we know Houston is doing good this time yeah. we haven't lost but for tight no win is you know yeah. start to belong and we have to go back to collect points and like three points not one yeah, 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 yeah. especially home Jody, good luck this weekend. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you very much. Perfect. <laughs> the ball up and throwing it up in the air to slow down any opportunity for the Sounders to play the ball quickly. The left trying to tread that one through. It's managed to make its way through. Mythical position, cross the water near post. Apparel with the header clear. Rolled on! What a strike from Christian Roldan! The Sounders are level with a candidate for goal of the season. Stunning!
Well, it breaks down Smith with a good ball in the box. Aparo with a decent header. A lot to do from Christian Roldan, but what a fantastic finish. Minone gets a fingertip to it. But as this ball just curls away, Minone can't do anything about it. And a phenomenal goal from Christian Roldan to find an equalizer before halftime. And we're back. Steve Zakawani here. Let's get right into it. The scouting report, the three things you should be keeping your eye on this weekend. There's many things actually around this game and many directions we could have gone. But here are the three. Number one is the return of the Sounders forwards. Rui Diaz is the number one striker. We know that. When he's not fit, Brian Schmeister likes to go to Will Bruin. Both have been injured. When you have both injured, it's very, very tough to shift Jordan Morris, who you've been grooming as a right midfielder. Then you've got to move other pieces around. And so it's much easier for the Sounders just having either Raul or Will Bruin. And they're both back. Only one will play. They won't start the game together up top. That's not going to happen. If Raul plays, you know what he is. He is the definition of a fox in the box. He's an assassin. He's a killer. If the ball drops anywhere near the six-yard box penalty error, he's the first to react. He knows where it's going to drop. He has a sixth sense of being able to read exactly where the ball is going to go, and then he can finish. Seems to score every single game. Has a great scoring record at Central Field as well. So if he plays, you know what you're getting there. If Will Bruin plays... It's a different skill set, but he seems to be motivated and bring out his best at times against his former team. I believe it's four goals in four games against the Houston Dynamo, a place where he scored almost 50 goals, maybe. I mean, Will Bruin scored a ton of goals in this league. So with Will Bruin, it allows the likes of Brad Smith, Victor, Jordan on the right to make runs in behind because Will drops to hold the ball up drags the centre-backs, leaves space in behind, you can run in behind. Raul Rudia stays a bit higher. You kind of play underneath him a little bit. And every now and then, Jordan will make a run. But this way, you see a lot more of the Victor Brad Smith build on the left-hand side. That's number one. Number two, Houston's defence. This is not the same Houston you saw before. When the coach first came, he said, I've got three forwards who are going to stay up. They will never defend. We will defend with seven outfield players plus the goalkeeper. And they would try to win 4-3. They would try to win 5-4. And it was always an exciting game, but you knew you were going to get a ton of chances against Houston. You knew. They're so much different now. So much different now. The Houston Dynamo now like to defend. A friend of mine, AJ De La Garza, we were drafted in the same year. And he had some great years at the LA Galaxy. He went to the Houston Dynamo, had a knee injury. He's been out. He's come back. He's consistent. He's an experience. He's a veteran now. He showed up that back line. The attacking players do have to defend a little bit now. Kind of like what we asked Nico to do and Victor to do, where you don't want them to become defenders, but you want them to defend a little bit. It's helped Houston. So defensively, it won't be as easy. You may not get the six or seven chances they used to give you. You may just get three or four. And number three... They're still very dangerous attacking-wise. Kyoto's more on the bench these days. It's no longer the wing tandem, the Hondurans, Kyoto and Elise. Elise does still play. And Minotas already has a ton of goals this year. And he's dangerous. And he's a player who has had good games against the Sounders in the past. He's the guy 
that really we should be circling and keeping an eye on. So the attack is still dynamic, even though they've improved defensively. The attack is still where this team can hurt you. Now, will they come to CenturyLink and be as brave as they are when they play on their home pitch? I don't know. In the past, teams tend to play differently away from home. We're seeing the best teams throw that out of the window. Now, LAFC play the same at home and away. Seattle Sounders play the same at home and away. Will Houston join that group of teams who say, this is how we play and we don't change? If they do, then expect a game where Seattle will have to defend more than usual, but also a game where you will get chances because as much as they've improved defensively, they still will give you opportunities. That's what you should be looking out for this weekend. And as always, we hope we'll be back here next week talking about three points in this crazy Western Conference where every win, every point, especially against your in-conference rivals matters so much. It's a must-win for the Sounders. You know, you don't want to say that in May, but four games without a win, home game against the Dynamo, a team that's flying, it's a must-win. I'm Steve Zakwani. This is Winging It with Zakwani. See you next week when we are talking about a Sounders victory, I hope.